1: Hey, I'm Shane from Shane Smith Law. Today we're talking about Carrie, one of the senior attorneys here at Shane Smith Law one of our recent client victories. Uh, This case in particular has a couple things that make it really interesting and we want to talk about it. Uh, Carrie, tell us a little bit about how this accident occurred.
2: Well, we got a call from this client when he had been sideswiped by a big semi-truck trying to get off the 485 freeway in Charlotte.
1: Now, when I hear sideswipe, I sort of think about two cars that just sort of brush against each other or maybe knock a mirror off yes. is that what happened here or was it more substantial
2: more substantial when you are sideswiped by a huge freight liner truck my client said he was dragged about a hundred feet before <laughs> so, he got control of the vehicle so
1: that's sort of everybody's nightmare like in the tv shows you just get drug along
2: correct and it was on a two-lane exit road from the 485 and it's scared
1: the bejesus out of them that. I can imagine that's what I'll say. I think that's a reasonable response to be frightened when a tractor trailer uh, smashes into your car and drags you. Did the insurance company take responsibility here and and take care of our client, or what happened there?
2: No, that's why he called us. I got a copy of his accident report, and the dreaded 33 was in the boxes. And what 33 is is when an officer comes to the scene of an accident, and he decides that he is unable to determine who was at fault.
1: So our client says... He was just driving along and the semi-truck came over. And the semi-truck basically, I assume, told some similar story.
2: Yeah, he came over to me.
1: And the police officer just threw his hands up? Correct.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
1: So nobody got any tickets? No. How did you solve this issue? Because that seems like a very difficult thing to solve, certainly after the officer gives, as you say, the dreaded 33. Dreaded Basically is... Throws his hands up and does nothing.
2: Correct. And we see that a lot. And especially with this type of situation, when you have two exit lanes going off of a interstate, it becomes a he said, she said, of who struck who. And the truck drivers that drive these large trucks, the worst thing for their personnel file is causing an accident.
1: And I'm sure they're trained, uh, I don't want to say that, I'm not going to say it's a lie, but they're. They're coached and taught how best to tell their story that makes it look like they didn't do anything wrong.
2: I can imagine, and I think just your survival mechanism takes over. I don't want to lose my job, so I have no idea what he said on the scene, but it was enough that the police officer said, uh, I give up, basically.
1: So how did how did you overcome that?
2: Well, the good and the bad part of, truck, of these large trucks is they have cameras all over them, they have things inside of them that record every almost every inch of what that driver is okay. doing so when the uh, when my client told me what happened and i looked at the pictures of his car and saw the you know the side swipe i saw the diagram i believed him okay. and he was very frustrated he was very mad frustrated he wanted his car fixed he couldn't believe what was going on i said just be patient you gotta be patient let them do their investigation, and they're going to catch this guy in a lie. And they did. And uh, the trucking company came forward, accepted responsibility. I'm sure they reviewed That's it all. the fact. Correct. Okay. But I was glad that I was there to talk my client through it and not, you know, he, he was just upset, and rightfully so. He'd been dragged 100 feet by a semi-truck. He wanted his car fixed. He wanted to get some medical treatment, and he was mad. So I had to tell him that, just let me do my job. Let me continue talking to the insurance company and we'll get it taken care of.
1: And it sounds like you did, at least on the liability portion.
2: Correct. It took a while, but we did.
1: All right. So after he's hit, drugged, all this, what kind of injuries does he have?
2: His back was bothering him quite a bit. He was in a lot of pain. We got him into some medical treatment. And uh, I was happy that we did that, even though we had, you know, not a denial from the insurance company, but we had a we're investigating. Yeah, which is essentially Essentially it it is a denial. But I felt confident looking at the pictures and the way you described it to go forward. He uh, went into medical treatment, was in a lot of pain, had that radiating pain down into his legs,
1: which is always a sign of the possibility of a herniation. Correct.
2: And he was um, asked to do an MRI.
1: All right, lots of people to ask to do MRIs. How did that, how did that go?
2: Didn't go well in the beginning.
1: All right, so what happened?
2: Well, my client does not like enclosed spaces. All right. And if you don't like enclosed spaces, you're not going to like an MRI. So he was prescribed some medication to try to help him get into the tube. That didn't work we worked pretty hard and kept at it and we found him an open MRI. All right,
1: so what's an open MRI versus a regular MRI?
2: There's basically no top to it. It's open. And okay. I don't they're good. We we have our clients do them. I prefer a tube. It's a better quality MRI. Okay. But for clients that can't get into a tube, we do, we actually can do the open MRI. It's open. It's not clients don't get claustrophobic there's even a chair mri which i don't care for those i don't find those very helpful but you can get in a chair and do an mri
1: so it sounds like mri technology is continues to progress and get more user friendly i guess is a a better way to talk about it or to deal with people who have concerns and claustrophobic and fears and things like that to still get the medical testing they need correct
2: it is i've had an mri i did did not like it i had to go in there for my neck and it I was not pleased. No. Other people go right in and take a nap. But if you don't like enclosed spaces, it's, it can be very claustrophobic.
1: Okay. So did the MRI, open MRI show anything?
2: Yeah, it showed a ton of things and he went ahead and did some injections and is feeling much better.
1: You know, when we look at this, we talk about if you recommended an MRI and you're showing symptoms of a herniation, you know, with that radiating pain Mm -hmm. and the doctor says, get an MRI, get one. It sounds like he followed that advice, even though there were a bunch of hurdles. If he hadn't gotten that MRI or hadn't had that open MRI, what do you think would have happened with the case?
2: Wouldn't have gone as well as it did. Um, I tell my clients, I know it's hard for you to get into that, but there's two there's two parts to a case. One, we need to get you better. And what that MRI will show is what is causing that numbness and where it's coming from. Without an MRI, we don't get to see that. The doctor doesn't know. So the doctor needs a plan. And without that MRI, he it's a guessing game.
1: It's just a guess.
2: Right. And... As an attorney that handles these cases, I like something I can show a jury, look at this disk it's bulging or this this disc is bulging or this is an impingement it's evidence and the more evidence you have in your cases the better your cases are going to turn out
1: I did two things here one I mean obviously it proved you had the herniations and then also enabled the doctors to go ahead and do some the next level of treatment is what I'll say it beyond physical therapy yeah
2: correct it took a, an average case and made it to a, made it into a case that was what was worth over a hundred thousand dollars
1: what did he say at the end of all of this because it sounds like there were hurdles all the, along the way between yeah the very beginning with the semi denying liability he worked through that whole process and he was recommended this test he has trouble getting the test because of claustrophobia mm-hmm. um, ultimately gets it has some more treatment at the end of the day how did he feel
2: felt better it was a long wrote for him to go through this the mri but ultimately he was happy and he got and he was happy he got the mri you know it was a lot to get him to do it but once he had it and he saw the results and he saw the benefit of the injections he felt much better. And
1: then he was like, I'm so glad I did this on
2: And then you, you know, when you send him a check for a good amount of money, they're very happy.
1: What did he say when he got the check or when he knew what he was going to get paid on the-
2: He was going to take care of some things for his family. I Unfortunately, his wife was starting to have some medical issues, so he was going to use that.
1: To take care of them. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he was a, a fortunate client to have you as his lawyer. What? You, you fought through the, uh, the front end of the case and then walked him through, not only walked him through the whole liability decision and then also walked him through the need for the MRI and helped him figure out a way to get it done even though he was having issues on the, on the front end of that. I tried my best. All right. Well, it sounds like it was a great result for that client. And uh, thank you, Carrie. And uh, for all of our listeners, if you had like and subscribe uh, to see all future updates and hit that bell notification uh, for new videos. And uh, always remember, Charlotte, if you're in pain, call Shane 980 <laughs>